0: Kobe Bryant completely copied Michael Jordan's basketball game on purpose, admitted it, and he has five rings. Not a bad deal. Copy, people. Pablo Picasso, good artist copy, great artist steal. Are you a good artist in your life? Are you a good business person or great? So who here, this is a show of hands, who here has ever massively procrastinate on something that you now realize is, was or is very important in your life. Raise your hand, realistically. Who here has ever read, had a awesome book that everyone said you should read, it's been sitting on your you know, couch or whatever or been sitting next to your bed and you haven't finished it this year? Raise your hand, realistically. And you know there's something in there that would help you. Everything that I'm talking about today is how you do that. It's how you systematically move through. And this is the most important kind of opening thing you have to learn. When I was with my first mentor, Joel Salatin, on a farm, the most important thing that I learned, and I learned many things. He was a great marketer. People say I'm a good marketer. I learned it. He showed me how to do it, or at least got me started. Most important lesson was every single morning, because I did not grow up on a farm. I was born kind of in this, well, I was born in the, one of the biggest cities in the world, Los Angeles, and Long Beach. So- Basically, if you're born in a city, you're somewhat clueless about farm life. I'm on this farm and I realized after a few months, even a year being, this thing's genius. What you do is you wake up before you eat breakfast, so you have a reward, you accomplish a routine set of tasks that's somewhat monotonous. I'm gonna write that down for a second. Don't be afraid of some monotony in your life. Everybody here knows I like action and new things. But what I learned is you need some monotony in your life. It's okay. Approximately on a farm, you would spend one to three hours. You would do an exact repeated routine. Does that make sense? Like if you have cows to milk and you're on a dairy farm. I met a dairy farmer when I lived at the Amish that said he had never taken a vacation in 50 years. He's like, ah, I like it. I wake up every morning at four in the morning. I put my clothes on. I walk out to the barn 20 feet from my house. I have 20 cows. I milk the cows. I put the milk in. You have an exact routine you have to do to keep track of the cows. You go back in the, in the house. And then you do new progress. So the way to think about it is your life, your daily routine is composed of two things. Maintenance and and that's chores, okay, and progress. And what Joel told me is you need to have, if this is your day, you need to have about, so let's say you're awake for 16 hours a day, right? You need to have here about one, two, three hours a day of maintenance chores routine. It's repeating the same thing over. And then you can have the remaining 12, 13, 14 hours that you're awake. That's progress. See, everybody wants progress, but progress comes first by having routine. You gotta, on a farm, you gotta take care of the animals. In this business, you wanna make money? You gotta take care of the, you can't let stuff, little stuff, slide. Does that make sense? So I want to, if you're, this is zero on your pie chart, something's wrong, okay? If this is 90% of your part, if routine is 90% of your day, you're gonna get bored. You're gonna hate life. Let's talk about daily routine stuff. I wanna give some tips on how to be organized because that is not this company's strength. And in some ways it's my, not mine, in some ways it is. It depends. I. I uh, I'll show you some powerful stuff. So first of all, let's talk about productivity. Everybody has you know, the same 24 hours. Some people change the world and other people can't get off their couch. I'm gonna need a new marker here. So what's some elements that will revolutionize everything? First of all, like I said, it's generally What I'm gonna show you, keep it simple, stupid, is gonna be the key principle. You're gonna notice it's not anything rocket science. It's not what you know or how complicated, it's what you actually do. So here's just some really hyper, hyper hyper-practical steps. Specifically for you guys working for me. Number one, have a notepad. I use these yellow notepads. You should have stacks and stacks of them. Right here. I've been using these since I was a teenager. I I had little ones because I was on a farm. I had those little teeny ones that, remember, if you're going to go, you might as well bring five. What principle is bringing more than one marker at a time? Bell and suspenders. suspenders. If you're going to walk all the way to bring one, it's more productive to bring four. Another principle, Maya, you should say, what's the... to be more productive? Ask yourself, what's the downside? If you walk to get one replacement marker, grab four. Because if you bring one, what's the downside? This one might not. But if you bring four, the odds are one will work. Same trip, same amount of weight, basically. So, okay, notepad. Do lots of stuff. Notice this board right here for marketing team yesterday. They've been working in what I consider... So this keeps you from being discombobulated. Most people are discombobulated. That means, and especially nowadays more, they're, it's like ADD work patterns. It's like, oh, I'm doing this. Oh, okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna Who here has been guilty of bouncing around? Okay, the notepad, the whiteboard. Look at this thing. You wanna make $50 million? That's what it's gonna look like in your war room. You wanna make $5,000 a month or a year, you will have, you know, oh, random, oh okay, I'm gonna do, uh, no, hell no. Methodical is the key word. The opposite of this is this, methodical. And this, by the way, has been proven over and over by scientists doing research, long-term studies on people who make more money versus people who don't. People who make more money are methodical. The simplest, keep it simple, stupid principle. If I see somebody working not off something like this, and yes, you can use WhatsApp, Slack, Evernote, use this. Bill Gates took about 10 of these when he was a teenager, locked himself in a hotel room for six days, wrote the structure and code for Microsoft, and he was the 18-time richest man in the world. He said it never took him more than 10% of his brain power to become the richest man in the world. Business is easy. Because what I'm showing you, nobody does. You can walk through thousands, hundreds of thousands, millions of people's offices. They are not methodically going through building stuff. And so the average business is bankrupt in three years. And the average business owner makes less than a McDonald's manager in the United States. The average entrepreneur in the United States, you can see it on the IRS website, makes, because they're not, I can tell right away. Someone walks up to me to give me, for example, a review of what they did for day, today, I know if they're discombobulated, they come up to me and they go, uh, so here's the kind of things I was working on today and they just start babbling. I automatically don't even want to listen to them. Don't fucking come to me like that, okay? Unless you want me to automatically assume you're a moron because now I'm actually telling you explicitly, don't do it. It pisses me off. You're wasting my time. It's not respectful. When I used to go to my mentor, Joel then I'd pull out my little notepad. In fact, on the farm, they joked, that every pair of my pants had the back pocket was tear, tearing out because I always had a notepad with little spirals on it, those little metal spirals. And every time you sit down, it kind of rips your pants. That's how you want to look if you're methodical. So when you come to somebody, if you're giving a report, you take five minutes before you walk in there and you organize your thoughts and your day. Your notepad, you need to spend about 10 minutes at the start of your day. You can do it the night before, but it's good to at least update it when you start. Keep it simple. Nothing here is rocket science. Everything that I'm showing you, they should have taught us in school. School is 100% spitting out people that cannot execute officially on anything. I've never hired somebody, by the way, who one person in my life, two people, John Dewar, my business partner, and Alex Mayer. He's an execution machine. He does it. I don't ever have to have this talk with him. He doesn't need to ever watch the video. That's it. So I've worked with hundreds, thousands of people in my career. There's not one. Well, there's two. So it's about a two for 1,000. Nobody here does it right, just to be car- Just to be clear. So don't not get on a high horse and be like, I already know this. No, you fucking don't. <laughs> Maya vaguely has learned it over nine to 10 years, and she phases in and out of doing it right. That's it, that's it. That's the closest we have here. So, you didn't learn it in school. Your mom and dad who say they love you never taught you how to do stuff. Depends on how you define the word love. If you ask me, if you love your kids, you don't let them be 18, not know how to do jack shit. Joel Salatin's son, Daniel at 13, was running the complete farm. Joel said, I'm not gonna have a son or a daughter or a child that can't run the full operation on an execution proper manner. Perfectly. You guys don't need your phones or laptop for this. Don't. I said notepad. I, do. You, guys, you do know that I know about computers, right? Don't try to one up me and be like, well, Ty does it on a notepad. Are you smarter than Bill Gates? Anybody? Bill Gates kind of invented computers. He used notepads. Use fucking notepads. It's been proven over and over that your brain works better still in a non-digital fashion on certain aspects of your day. So don't. Nothing to piss me off. Until you can have numbers that you're a better businessman than me, don't try to upgrade the system that I'm giving you. I'm handing you a simple system. These cost maybe two dollars for ten or something. If anybody's low on money and needs two dollars. I'll buy them for you, okay? Or you can get them from the company thing. This is also, if you work for me, this is more like a direct command. So if you decide to do the opposite, what happens in the military when you disobey a direct command? You get court-martialed, thrown out, gone, Leavenworth, don't do it. I don't care who you are. I zero give zero fucks who the fuck you are. Do what I'm saying because I've been observing things for a year or two and it's not like I like So it's enough. Don't cross me on this. That's what I'm trying to tell you. First of all, then I want to talk a little side note on firing people. So I realize in hindsight, Joel Salatin did not need me. He was already fully operational. Now, I contributed a lot working there for two and a half years for $3 an hour. There's a lot of things. But he didn't need me. And I need none of you. Okay, let's just be clear on that. Now, the sooner you come, now some people cannot handle that message because your mom told you you're the center of the universe. You ain't the fucking center of my universe. So far, any person I've fired in the last, since I was 19 as an entrepreneur, I don't remember missing one of them ever. Even the next day, I'm like, I always, with Maya, I'm like, should we let this person go? I might miss him. And then Maya reminds me, we never miss anybody. What it means is none of us are as important as we think. And by the way, it's also inverse. If I die tomorrow, all of you will be fine without me. I'm not that important to you. And you ain't that important to me. Ben's related to me, Maya, uh, so I got some family here. I don't know where Matt is, my brother. But don't get on your high horse. and eh, eh, You ain't gonna hold shit over me. Do it this way or goodbye. We'll both be fine without each other. This is not an optional thing because one bad apple spoils the whole bunch. If you're not organized, and you know what? In hindsight, I realized I needed Joel, but he didn't need me. It's called not, uni, it's a unilateral relationship. I needed Joel more than he needed me. I didn't know what I was doing. He did, and he had the numbers to back it up. Do not have pride. If anybody, I was just running one of my businesses. I made $58 million in the last year or two. Bring me your fucking QuickBooks where you made fifty-eight million, and you'll be my peer or my superior. That's how the game goes. Kobe Bryant got five rings. So if you got zero rings, don't fucking talk to him in the same manner. I saw today people posting the goat, the greatest ever. Give some respect. Now I don't really care if you guys are like tweet great things about, I don't care. But what I'm saying is Alex Mayer, my business partner, his business, in the last eight years did one billion dollars. So I give my respect and we talk to each I don't have this conversation with Alex. First of all, I don't need to. Second of all, he's a peer or superior to me. Does that make sense? Okay, so if I will watch you very closely, if I get the feeling pride is an issue, it's a great way to just part ways. Everyone will be fine without each other. Now, I'm gonna tell you the good news. If you listen to what I'm saying, one day you will be exactly like I am with Joel Salatin. I would take a bullet, probably the only person I'd take a bullet for that's not in my family is Joel Salatin. Cause I look back and I'm like, that was the turning point of my life. He equipped me with what no one showed me my whole life. My mom, my dad, my grandma, grandpa, they all said they loved me. School teachers were paid to teach me. Nobody gave me 1% of what he taught me in terms of real world practice goals. And what Joel did every day, he was a farmer, so they're cheaper. He used to take a piece of paper, uh, sorry, an envelope that he had opened the mail and he would always write on the back of it. He didn't like to use notepads because he thought it was environmentally unfriendly. So if you want to write on the back of envelopes, go ahead. Write it on a piece of paper, not your iPhone. Now you can, what I do is I take a picture of it and put it in my Evernote. That way if I lose the notepad, So it's a combination between writing, physical, and keeping digital. Everybody agree? Okay. Is this hard? 10 minutes. By the way, you guys are getting paid. You can start this when you're on the clock. I'm not asking you to do this for free. So that's why I can tell you do this because I'm paying you. It's like if I pay someone to build a house and I'm like, I want a garage in the house. And he's like, well, I don't want to build it. I'm paying you. I want a garage. Well, you know, if he's building it for free, then he can build whatever he wants. But if I'm paying the guy, he's gonna build what I want. This is what I want. And some of you will be smart enough to realize, holy crap, this works very quickly. Your life will get better. Since I came back, for example, in the marketing department and was organizing it in the last week, you know, you make an extra 500 grand in a week, half a million dollars just from organization, that's it. Just organizing what's already there. Organize your day. Number two on here, any questions on this? Notepad, not SpeechPad, not Evernote, not MacBook. By the way, little side note, let's talk about this. Tools, I do not like the tools that most of you use. Your biggest tool is your electronic tools Now, let me just tell you this. I was about to tweet this today, but I was like, this might cause a little backlash. For all the hipsters in the world, why did they like Mac, the largest corporation in history? Explain it to me. Mac, Apple has done the greatest hypnosis in the world to take counterculture hipsters and make every one of them carry around the largest corporation's product in the world. Max suck for making money, okay? If any of you wanna race me for productivity, 100 grand's on the table. I will destroy you. I can do, for example, in the accounting department, we're working on something. Now this is not completely apples to apples, but the projection was it would take 40 hours to do something. I almost finished it last night by myself. Part of it is having the right tools. I've tested it, I'm neutral. I don't care about Apple. Steve Jobs hasn't hypnotized me. I don't think it's a sexy company. It's a nothing to me. They don't care about me and I don't care about them. So I've tested. iPhones seem to be superior than anything else I've used or seen, Samsung's, Androids. I've tested it. I know some people wanna argue. I don't wanna get in a huge argument. But now, you guys using these little, if you wanna make 100 grand a year, Use that right there. Use a touchpad. Someone in accounting is using a touchpad. A touchpad. If you wanna make $50 million, have that set up. 17 inch screen. You can buy this for $2,100. I give you the exact spec. Get an ergonomic keyboard so you don't hurt your hands. Don't be a moron and use your, and get this kind of mouse. That goes back and forward. Do you know how much faster? I'll tell you a story. This I talked to my marketing team, so they're gonna hear this twice. When I moved, first got a little money, made a hundred grand or so, I went and got a roommate, name was Navon Nee, never met the guy, walked in, I don't know how, we found each other on Craigslist or something. I had a room, he had a room in the house. For some reason I was down in the kitchen, he was on a computer. I saw him using it. I went, I've never seen somebody so fast on a computer. What was my first reaction? Ben. Let me learn. Please teach me everything. I'm pretty sure he's the fastest person in the world on a computer. And I may be the second fastest person in the world on a computer. I'm fast. So if you have a tree and it's old and it's dying, you have to cut it down. Joel Salatin, when I was there, won the National Forestry award he was the best forester in the state of virginia most sustainable most. this is what he would do so we had to go at, he had 500 acres of woods roughly trees die people don't realize this you have to cut them down i'm not talking about clear cutting a forest you have to selectively cut trees because then new trees can grow so he would come in the winter all winter and cut down trees selectively dead dying trees and he would spend one to two hours in every night I remember, this was some of my quote unquote childhood memories almost, I was 19. He would sit there by the fireplace at night with this, it's a, the way you sharpen a chainsaw is basically with this little file. And you mount it on the thing and you just follow it. And then you gotta move each little notch. I'd say he spent 45 to an hour a day, every day. And his tools were so sharp, you could take a chainsaw with one hand, touch it into the tree, and it would pull right through. People don't know how to sharpen a chainsaw. They are going like this. They're tired. They're, Joel could literally do everything you need to do with half the effort, twice the accomplishment. You need the right tools. I'm gonna slowly ban MacBooks from my whole office. Now you can have MacBook at home. I have no control over what you do there. But I control what you do here, and I'm sick of walking around and seeing. everybody gonna have the same basic computer. I don't make any money. I'm not biased. I don't care about HP it works better. You can get one for $2,300. I will be talking to anybody who needs some kind of a subsidized thing. I'm considering paying some of it back if you have it over time. You work for me, you buy that laptop. It'll be yours. It's not going to be company property, but some kind of reimbursement. Because this is the thing. Do you guys like working on a touchpad, Mark? Is that? Do you like that? You don't associate pain with going eh. Like to go back button, you have to click on a page, take your finger, go slowly back up. I, I read an article about impressions people have on us. Basically, it's very hard to change somebody's impression of you. Do you guys want me to think you're smart or dumb? Because here's my opinion. You don't it doesn't matter what everybody thinks about you. I got a lot of people that don't like me. I got a lot of people who do like me. You can't worry about everyone's opinion. But here's a rule I've learned. Do you want smart people to think you're dumb? That's different. If warrant I do this little thing, you can try this in your head. Imagine whoever it is you respect is sitting right here. You ever seen like in the Return of the Jedi or Star Wars, like the old Jedis come back from the dead and they float there like Yoda and Obi-Wan. Okay, whoever yours is, maybe you like Mother Teresa, Mahatma Gandhi, Bill Gates, Zuckerberg. Imagine they're floating right here. They're the best business people in the world. They're smart. Einstein is, do you want to be on an iPad, IBM touchpad going, this is how I do my work for people because it's very close to stealing money from me. That's how I think about it. So in eight hours, you're getting paid for eight hours. I always pay you. Has anybody here behind a payroll on a paycheck? Anybody here not gotten their paycheck? Do I sometimes forget about it? Do I send it six weeks later? Do I? Say, we just send it, right? No qualms. So I want you to do work. No qualms, the same, it's even. That's called WTRs. Dr. David Buss calls welfare trade-off ratios. So I'm providing for your welfare. Does anybody here take the money that I give you and pay the bills, buy things, pay your rent. So I'm helping your welfare. You can help my welfare exactly equal to what I'm paying you. Or else you are what Dr. Bus calls exploitative person. And most people want to be exploitative. So see kind of the way I look, at them at your little 14-inch weird, although you did get it better, thank you, set up is you're kind of stealing money from me because you could take care of this company's welfare way better than you are. So how about this, don't steal from me, okay? I'm not, at, I know real, I'm not one of those people that goes, work eight hours like a machine, it's not like that. Everybody here needs breaks, you're not gonna be able to work intensely every moment of the day, but have the basics set up. Spend 10 minutes at the beginning of the day organizing your day. If you come give a report, write it out first. Give people the dignity of paying attention to their time. Be methodical. Have the right tools. So I think this is my opinion. And some of you, you know, are too stubborn to embrace this. This is another thing I told Ben. This is an important little lesson. I'm going a little longer because we're podcasting, so we'll you reuse this. I was at this weekend, I don't know if you guys saw my Snapchat, four UFC fighters that are friends of mine from Europe were in town. So I took them out to dinner, they'd never seen Hollywood. So I took them out, then we went to Mel's Diner. They wanted to go to a strip club. I hate strip clubs, but I ended up in a strip club because one of them had never been to a strip club. Horrible experience. I don't like strip. Every time I go to strip club, I'm like, this is a nightmare. If you ever have a job in a strip club, it's not a great job. So we leave. I got to get out of there. We go to Mel's Diner. We're eating. And Emil is a guy sitting next to me. He's on the UFC main card. The next UFC, he's on the main card. His first fight in the US, they put him on the main card. He's a good fighter. So Kenneth, who's my friend, is a fighter our company actually sponsors. He won his last fight very quickly by guillotine, the guy. He's a big, strong dude. He goes, yeah, Emil just did the weigh-in and the the pre-train for the card in St. Louis, and he's basically the best conditioned person almost in the world. He said he basically is the number one conditioned UFC person and if you know about athletics, UFC guys are almost the most conditioned. So if you're the most conditioned in the most conditioned business. So what do you think my immediate response was to that? I didn't have a yellow notepad with me. What did I do? I will show you. I immediately pulled out my Evernote because I don't carry a yellow pad with me all the time to a strip club, I wouldn't probably have it although believe it or not while i was in there there was a guy with a notepad drawing the girls i was like oh my god i gotta get out of here so here is my notes he told me the most fascinating way he basically said you have to keep your heartbeat at 87 of your max for 60 minutes a week that's it so you can do it 15 minutes four times a week 20 minutes three times and i said how do you measure it he said get this thing So what do you think I immediately went out and did the next day? See, when a smart person tells me about equipment, I don't go, well, that's not the way I do it. Does he know more than me? Who thinks I'm the most conditioned athlete in the world? Okay? Who thinks maybe a UFC fighter who's immediately fighting on the main card is better conditioned than me? So see, I understand there's a hierarchy. I don't care if my mom told me I'm special. I go, this guy's more special than me in this area. So if he tells me, get this equipment, I bought it basically the same night. I didn't get home till four in the morning. So my question is, I've been sitting here with this equipment. You guys all know I've made more money than all of you combined. None of you wanted to walk by and see what equipment I had. You're that proud? That proud of yourself? When I saw Emil, I'm like, dude, tell me everything. 60 minutes per week in the red zone with Polar Beat Set 87% of your max, heart matter, two days trade crazy hard, run sprint bike, don't count the interval until you hit the red zone, light days, two or three days, That then th- two to three days sparring on a bike, five hard intervals, then five rests, at least 15 minutes a day, fast, cardio, not important. They're eating 6,000 calories, a day. It, it, just a whole map. Why are you guys not excited by that? It concerns me about this company. I was very concerned about multiple things Yet yesterday. One of them is, I came to the epiphany, there ain't one person who's walked by and looked at my setup and take a picture. How's that possible? I know. There's four reasons that people are stubborn. Because basically all your problems come down to stubbornness. All my problems are stubbornness issues, stubbornness. And there's four reasons and that's all. Everything you don't like in your life or the world stems from these four things. One is sensual. This means addicted or physical addictions or laziness is a physical thing. Like you don't, sensual means you like to feel good. So some of you, maybe it's too much to walk over here and take a picture. That's an option. Sherlock Holmes said when you remove all the options, whatever remains, no matter is the correct answer, no matter how unlikely, so sensual um you could be self-important i think part of it's this not in your words but in your actions is it self-important if somebody tells you this is how i get in great shape and you immediately take notes on it is that self-important proud no that's the opposite that is what humble is seeing me work on a certain set of tools every single day and zero people copying it would that be proud or humble that seems like proud now, you might say you don't, have all, you don't have enough money to get this computer. This, first of all, we have these down in the basement for free. This is the best mouse. You use a mouse all the time. All the time. So maybe it's self importance The other one is uh, sensitive. Some people listening and maybe some people in this room are butthurt by my conversational tone. Get whoopty-fucking-do. Welcome to planet Earth. Think everyone fucking babies you? What planet? You want to make a million bucks? You better get thick skin. You better get thick skin. Life's a little bit like a UFC fight. If someone pokes you and you fall over and whine and cry, you should go back and live with mom. This is planet Earth. By the way, if any of you didn't get your paycheck last page cycle, everybody would be whining to me. Everybody. So people want to be sensitive when you show what they're doing wrong. They're like, whoa, whoa, don't accuse me, don't judge. But if you do one minor thing, they're gonna come at you with full blaze. If I didn't pay everybody here, I'd get about 40 people, 30 people in this room, I'd get 30 WhatsApps. Yo, Ty, I haven't been paid in two weeks. Should I be sensitive and go, well, you know, I just, just, I'm having a hard time. No, you're like, fuck that, give me my money. So what I'm saying to you is, stop being so sensitive. Do the right thing when you're in this office. I'm not talking about morals and religion. I'm talking about business productivity. The fourth thing is people are stupid. That's it. Some people don't have the IQ to go, oh, this person's in better shape than me. Maybe if I ask them, they'll help me. Some people still out there doing jumping jacks. Some people still going on the treadmill. Who's been at the gym and people on the treadmill and still fat? Because Emil said you got to put the heartbeat up to burn fat. You don't burn fat at walk. You can walk for six hours. It's okay to walk, but you're not going to cut fat. Some people are too stupid to open a book or ask an expert how to get, lose weight in the same way. Is it, so? Which of these is the explanation why zero people have the same tool set up as me? I have the exact same tool set up here, holding in my hand, of Emil. The exact one. I down, I made him pull it up. They actually were very jet lagged because they're from Europe. They're like, Ty, we got to go. I'm like, just give me five more minutes. I said, let's pull up because there's two polar polar apps. So I didn't want to get the wrong one. I was like, can I pull it up on your computer? Is it this one, this one, this one? Right there at Mel's Diner. That's equipment. I copied. I'm not proud. If it worked for Emil, why won't it work for my body? I don't care. I want to be, Kobe Bryant completely copied Michael Jordan's basketball game on purpose, admitted it, and he has five rings. Not a bad deal. Copy people, Pablo Picasso, great artist copy. I mean, good artist copy, great artist steal. Are you a good artist in your life? Are you a good business person or great? This concerns me. It's a serious problem mentally. Like I feel this whole company's on probation. I'm like, what the hell? I can't, that level of stubbornness is not allowed. You know, your life changes the day you say enough is enough. For some of you, let this be a turning point. Okay, I didn't learn this before. Zero people in your life have ever had any of this conversation with you, right? You remember this taught in class? Remember your parents sitting you down talking about this? The four S's of stubbornness? You remember I'm talking about tools? You remember I'm talking about organizing your day? Who had a class in college, junior high, high school, elementary school on how to organize your day? Raise your hand. Zero people great school system we're in. Producing adults. All of you are smart enough to make millions of dollars. Trust me. I'm confident if I had the time, I could take basically any kid out of the inner city and turn them into a millionaire, as long as they were willing to participate. You know, It's not an IQ thing. Anything here outside of people's IQ, ask people. If you see people using cool equipment, get it for yourself, if it's a money issue, find a way or at least get what you can afford the mouse the keep. Also, I've noticed, not all of you have this mouse pad. Why do I want this mouse pad? What does that thing do? You know, that keeps you from getting carpal tunnel syndrome. Now you might not know that, but that's why you just copy. That's what copying is, you don't have to know everything. LeBron James spends a million dollars a year on his body. You guys not willing to invest $2 in your own body? Injuries are real, dude. Number one thing keeps athletes out. Number one thing LeBron doesn't wanna have and why he spends a million dollars. It's all about cutting injuries. Do you think LeBron spends a million getting more muscles or faster? All he does, I sat next to Kobe Bryant for three games. He talks half the time about his stem cells, on his knee and his he did PRP on his knee and flew to Germany. Reduce injuries. How are you gonna make money when you don't feel good? Common sense is not common tools. I will know in the next week who doesn't get it in this room. If you need to take pictures, make sure my screen doesn't have anything, you can take a picture of the whole thing. Free, free giveaway. This is the best mouse, I mean, this is the best. This, this one. I've tested other ones. I've spent probably $30,000 on laptops in the last 12 months. That's the best one. It's the lightest, it's fast, it does everything, and it's 17 inch. Why do you want to stare at a 12 inch? I don't know. Do you want to go blind? Do you want to see less? Do you want to have to scroll? Do you guys like scrolling to the right and left a lot? Is that a big goal of yours? Mark, do you like to take the iPad track mouse, scroll down, push it to the right, then when you're on the wrong page, scro- I mean, it, it, it's very painful to watch, and I'm not just picking on you, Mark, but I am picking on you. Don't have a trackpad around me. No, you throw that one in the trash. That is not allowed here. If any of you are having any serious money issue, also when I had no money, I went on Dell's website online and I got a $20 or $30 a month plan. You can finance all these. So please, don't give it me the money thing. Joel Southson used to tell me, when a human says to you, I don't have money, just add two words, for that. This is what you do all day. Do it well. If you got a choice between a moped, Jimmy, you wanna drive a moped to work? Or do you want an automobile? Moped will get you here, but it will, how long does a moped, how long does it take you to get to work, Jimmy? Yeah, here. Okay, if you had a moped, it might take you 30 or 40, right? So an extra 15 minutes a day, let's say you work 20 days. Let's just say you worked here for 20 years. God help you that you had to be around me that long. 15 minutes times 20 days, times 12 months, times 20 years, divided by 60. You would waste with a moped 1,200 hours of your life. And by the way, you have about 50,000 hours of your life that are your prime of your life, they predict. So, Jimmy, do you want to spend uh, about 3% of your life doing something you didn't have to do if you had a better tool? Tools matter. Keep it simple. This is cool. I think you guys, if you want to get this thing, Polar Beat. I think the whole setup, how much are these? Uh, Alma, if you want to take How much is this polar strap? Do you remember? I don't. I'm not the one that ordered it, but I can ask them. Under 100 bucks. Better than a personal trainer. I mean, not better, but as cheap as one month with one. This thing is a game changer from maybe one of the most conditioned. And By the way, if you're the most conditioned athlete in the UFC today, you're probably one of the most conditioned humans in history because now athletics is at the peak. Okay, the third thing, and what I really wanted to do, I got sidetracked. I wanna show you, since we use WhatsApp a lot, I wanna talk about communication tool, WhatsApp. See, this one's already dying. So Britt, that's why I said four, okay. So here's what you gotta do. You need to be methodical with WhatsApp. So what that means is, Here's the definition of methodical. I was showing this to Ben. Let me move this back for a second. Show this. Is that close up enough, Mel? Yeah. Okay. It's got a good enough resolution. So if you see this board, this is what methodical means. So we were working, actually don't show this whole thing, but maybe we'll blur, just blur this out with the editors. I don't want to see my whole business marketing thing. So we had squares here, okay? Each product we were working on. Now here's the key thing. Why does it say nothing in that square? Why, why didn't we just leave it blank and move to the next one? To inflict pain on yourself, Nathan? Not that much. I'm not that sadistic that I want to inflict pain on people purposely. No. What do you think? Thank you. Alexandra. Alexandra. When you're methodically moving here, Ben tried to do this, this one, this one, and then he started skipping to write the action plan. The opposite of methodical is false efficiency. So Ben thought he was being efficient by going, oh, well I don't think there's anything there going there. No, 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 that's not what methodical is. Methodical is when you, if you ever go on a plane and you can get near the cockpit, when they're taking off, the co-pilot is reading to the pilot. A methodical list that's never skipped. He doesn't go, oh, the fuel's probably fine. I'm not, I didn't t- he goes, fuel light, ailerons, landing gear, every single, th- and if one of those things isn't checked, they stop. They don't keep going. They don't go, oh, right, let's keep in the back of our head that we have no fuel and just keep it. You stop right there. So you're going through this. What I wanted Ben to do was write out so we specifically, in a perfectionist manner, know there's nothing there. If you leave it blank, it could be misconstrued by another person in the team to be what? Maybe no one got to it. When you write nothing to do there, it's clear. So methodical is basically the concept of moving from square to square, but not going from that square to that square. This this. This this, this is how some people are answering WhatsApp. You come in to work, there's been 28 conversations while you were off break or or you know off for a day or two. WhatsApp Web is a huge tool because you can do it on your computer. So you don't need to be doing it just on your phone, which might burn you out a tad bit. So what I do with WhatsApp is, good, this is a good setup right away. Good job, Nathan. $5 bonus to Nathan. I've been giving out these $5 bonuses. Not much. I'm gonna give out Monopoly money. You want a Monopoly money 100, Nathan, or five five real? Okay, you'll take the five real. Okay, Rexford House Ops. Okay, so if I'm in this group and there's six things there, I'm literally, one of the things to speed read is to use your finger. I saw Zach doing this, that's good. Zach must have seen it maybe in a video. Is to actually move your hand down, so if you have your laptop or if you're on your phone, you can just kind of be like boom, 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 boom. If you see something that's relevant to you, if you're on your phone, you right swipe it and it auto-replies to that, or if you're here, a little less efficient, and then it puts the last message in. See what I'm saying? So Now, if somebody comes later and sees it, they know what you're responding to. Sometimes, a non-methodical person in this group will just reply yes, but there's 43 messages above it. You don't know what the yes is. So That's the example of using a tool correctly. You have a chainsaw, a business, sharpen the thing, use it correctly. You use a chainsaw wrong, uh, it will chop your hand off. Very quickly, most farmers are missing a few fingers, including Joel. So the next thing, when there's a conversation going, don't just interject a new conversation, number it. Even if the numbering is not right. I don't care if it's seven, eight. If I was gonna just inject something new into this conversation, I'll just pick a number, seven and then blah, 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 blah. Why, because now we know it's a distinct new thought. Does that make sense? So just to show you why this is important to be methodical on things like WhatsApp. Now, there is a time, by the way, to not be methodical. You do not always want to be conscientious, okay? There is a time, like when you're doing sales, those of you doing sales, when you're actually on the phone call with somebody, you don't always want to be like, my name is Terry, what is your name? First name, middle name, last name. Thank you, I have your data. You don't wanna be like Dwight Schrute or or Spock from Star Wars. But when it's planning, that's the time. You gotta know when to be hyper-perfectionist methodical and the time to be hyper-perfectionist, this is actually the term in the Hexaco score, perfectionist. Ironic that I wasn't a perfectionist in how I spelled it, but perfectionist in the Hexaco score the most scientifically related to wealth is something called conscientiousness, which then divides into four things. By the way, the smartest, not the smartest, the most competent person in this room will be the first to memorize this. You haven't memorized? Good. What is it? Organization, um, industriousness, uh, perfectionist. Industriousness. Yes. Perfectionist Yes. And No, no, he's that, no, you missed, and that one. Oh, perfection, so it's organized. No, it's prudence, because you. it's okay. Technically, the word is diligence here, but you can use industriousness. Organization, diligence, perfectionism, and that says prudence. Here, five bucks, thank you. Hand that down. Thank you. I don't know why people don't memorize stuff more. Is it a memory thing? Let me show you how to memorize this right now for the rest of your life. Simplest lesson, practical thing. By the way, is it the most ironic thing that the school system which expects you to memorize stuff, there's never been a class on how to memorize stuff? Who here took for one whole semester of class, junior, high, college, a whole class where for three months or six months you devoted yourself to memory tools, anybody? The biggest irony. If you, the school system, I used to be less extreme. Now I'm like, just burn the thing down. Burn the thing down. Sometimes you got to burn something down and build it from the beginning. This thing's dumb. i just I'll show you how to memorize this for the rest of your life. You think of four wacky, wacky things related to these. And it doesn't even have to be the full word organization. Let's do this. Org. Org. How about this? An organ. You know an organ that you play? You play an organ at the church? This word is, okay, diligence. This is going to be wacky. I'm going to offend somebody. Dildo. (laughs) So there's a dildo playing an organ at church, okay? And someone sprays perfume in the dildo's eyes, okay? (laughs) Okay. I was going to say, but the dildo's a prude. So so. (laughs) there you go. There's a prudish dildo playing an organ, getting perfume sprayed in its eyes. Think of that picture. Anytime I say, what's the four things of Hexaco, the four conscientious traits? You go dildo, D-I-L, diligence, dil, diligence. It's playing an organ. What's the org stand for? Relation but the dildo is not very sexual. It's very prudish. It's like, ah. And what's the last thing? Yeah, what's being sprayed in its eyes? It's being maced with perfume. Perf stands for, now you might be offended by that, but you won't forget it as easily. Literally, there's a dildo playing an organ, getting some stuff sprayed in his eyes because it was too prudish. There you go. If you don't like that one, come up with your own. That's the best I could do on the spot. But that's a good one. The wackier the story, the more likely you're gonna remember it. If you turn this into an organization is diligently, you know, uh, planning perfect, you're not gonna remember it. Make it wacky. Memorize stuff. That's all you, that's by the way, what's the biggest tool everybody here uh, possesses? More than a computer. Your own brain. Your memory, it's part of your brain. Your amygdala is part of your brain. All these parts that control your memory centers, you wanna sharpen them, not just a six pack of your body. That's great to have. You want which I don't have right now, but theoretically there's one under here. But you need to have a six pack of the memory parts of your brain too, which are, like I said, some of them, the only thing most people remember is the amygdala fear memories. That's what people remember, and that's not a good thing. You don't want to only remember negative trauma. Probably people here, the main things you can remember, if I said, tell me something happened between five and 10 negative, you can remember your bad days worse than your worst days. That's a lazy brain, right? That's a lazy brain. Arnold Schwarzenegger, I got that picture he signed for me in my gym. He wasn't lazy, he was the opposite of everybody else. And so he had muscles, you need to develop your brain muscles by knowing how to memorize stuff. So sometimes when I say stuff to do, yes, you should write it down, but that should be a temporary thing till you equip the most important place, which is your tool. Ben, what's the name of the laptop I said you should get? Uh, The HP. Film them. Yeah, Zipa. 16 terabyte, 500 SSD. Good, that's enough. So he's remembering what he bought, and then it's a powerful tool. You don't always have to be, I know Google exists, but you still need to memorize some stuff. So let me just walk you through a sample day, and then we're gonna end. So we got a lot to do. The day, let's say you come in at 10 in the morning, your day starts. You should go straight to, there's a couple ways you can do it. I'm gonna tell you what I think is the most Efficient and you can just memorize this so sample daily routine number four Okay Sample daily routine You can modify this a bit if you need to but please don't try to improve too much on what I'm saying Joel Southen had a rule you can't improve on anything on my farm for one year he said, all people's ideas for the first one year are stupid. I know everybody is very proud of their ideas and all that. Most of them are stupid for a one year. Once you're around the business for, because he used to say people would come on the farm, they'd been there one week and they'd be like, Joel, you should move your chickens around this way. He'd be like, I've done this for 30 years. You never thought, here's the number one thing. People had a system, Joel had a system where you move chickens to fresh grass every day. So they're not in confinement houses, concrete. You're any, so he had these little, floorless pens. The pen had a roof that kept the chickens from being eaten by predators, but it had no bottom, so the chickens were just walking along the grass. But it gets dirty, because the chickens go to the bathroom, so every day, he would pull them. You'd have to move them. And it took me, I used to count, I used to move, carry eight tons of water and chicken pens every morning before breakfast. I had to move around. It was a big job, it took two hours. You get super strong, I'm half, as my, I came back from the farm and my mom's like, what happened to you? Like, you get very strong. So I was pulling these. Now I don't have any chicken pens to move. Got a little weaker, but I'd move them. And he said, people will come to the farm. The first week on the farm, they're like, Joel, why don't you attach a tractor to them and just pull them? Joel's like, you think I never thought of that? 20 years moving these, you think I'm not dumb? It was an insult to his intelligence. If you walk into a company, And some of you, it's longer than a year. And you see that I'm doing a daily structure like this. Just assume I thought it through. I'm not not the smartest person in the world, but I'm not stupid. That computer setup is badass. Okay. There is a better one, but it costs about 15 grand if you want to get what Alex Mayer has. He has a $14,000 quad cooled PC, PC, not a Mac. And it's custom built with eight monitors, but that's not realistic for you guys to bring back and forth from the office. So Just go with the one I have and go with this sample daily routine. So The first part of the day is just gonna be ABC. We're gonna keep it simple. ABC, just kind of A is just collect your thoughts. Just come in for the day. Each of these is about 10 to 15 minutes, okay? Realistically, you can just come in, sit down, I kind of look around the overall vibe. I check my, I scan through my emails. I don't read them all immediately. Kind of scan through, what do you think I'm looking for? Hyper, urgent ones, you're scanning through, you're just kind of scanning the WhatsApp. Okay, the next thing you do, after that's about 10 or 15 minutes. The next part is I methodically go through everything. So it starts high level and then it switches to methodically go through stuff, okay? And that is a tad bit longer. I would say this is about 30 minutes. By the way, a very powerful message for you guys, straight from my first mentor, Joel. If you are spending less than one hour on daily chores, you are doing something massively wrong. If you are spending more than two hours on this, something's wrong, you have too much on your plate. The sweet spot is you're spending around an hour a day organizing the day, okay? Does that make sense? So if it takes you eight hours to organize your day, something's wrong. If some of you are organizing your day in three minutes, that's not allowed. You do not organize your day in three. Some of you have more responsibility than others. I would say an absolute minimum is 30 minutes. You cannot efficiently operate as a human being, especially in business with less than 30 minutes of organizing. Organize, before you build a house, you draw out with an architect what you're gonna build. I once had a friend who built a house, and it was very sloppy. It was the weirdest house I've ever been in. All the doors were crooked, and once you got one door crooked, then you measured everything from the crooked angles. The whole house, it was like being in an Alice in Wonderland house. And he's like, see my house I built? I'm like, I believe you built this thing with no preparation. No organization, no conscientiousness. So now, A is a non-conscientious time. You're just kind of scanning the big picture, 10 or 15. You can set your timer on your phone, 10 or 15 minutes. Because you want to find out if there's any huge fires you need to put out. You don't want to methodically be going through your email and somebody's, your mom's like, I'm trapped in an elevator. You know, when we were in Europe, Craig got trapped in an elevator. And he, he now won't go in elevators anymore. Right, So you don't want Craig texting you, I'm trapped in elevator, let me out, and we're like, and you're there methodically going through your WhatsApps while somebody's near death, right? So that's what the collector thoughts, that's big picture. Then number two, you're methodically going through, and this is where I would say you go through your emails and WhatsApp, okay? That's, remember, it's just an ABC plan. So you're methodically, Going through, and then C here. So that's primarily for our company, email and WhatsApp. All right? Checking messages from other people, communication. The first thing a General does to build an effective fighting force is they connect phone lines. Now, of course, with wireless and cellular, they didn't have to, but in World War II, World War One, first first thing you did before you sent troops, you set a communication core, you connected people. People have to be able to talk. So this is the section. This is you thinking about big picture, urgent fires. This is you connecting to the team, the army. Here, you got to be connected to the army that you work with. And then C is the yellow notepad time. C is where you write out in priority order what you're going to do. Yellow notepad. That's it. And when I say methodically going through WhatsApp, I'm usually responding to them. And if there's a WhatsApp that's I can't answer right away, where would I put it? What would I do? You put that as a bigger project. So this reminds you if you can't immediately answer something in step two, then in step three, you're gonna write it out on your notepad. And then you go out and organize, uh, you go out and execute for the rest of the day. This whole process, that's 10 or 15 minutes. That's 30 minutes or so, and that's 15 minutes. So when you add this up, roughly, you're talking about about an hour. Sometimes it's shorter, sometimes some of you, like I said, have less. It's 30 minutes, but there's something to always. It's not less than 30 minutes. By the way, you're getting paid to do this, so it's the most beautiful thing ever, you know? Who here ever feels like they've missed out on some things in life because they're not diligently organized fashion going through what they should go through. By the way, one little thing that I didn't talk about, in the military, they have a concept of AAR. Who knows what that means? $5 for Nathan. Thank you. 10, take it, I accidentally, okay. AAR means after action. Review, I read about this years ago in a book, a Navy SEAL, they were told to go get some insurgents, I think it was in Iraq, and they showed up there and they weren't that prepared, they didn't have great intelligence, and he said, we walked in and opened the gate to the house at night, couldn't see much, and he said, I heard something click, and I realized, too late, that it was a, trigger to a huge bomb. They were it was a trap. It's been false information trap. And he said we ran as fast as we could to the to the helicopter, but it still blew us. I mean it blew up like a square block or something like that. And he said the first thing we did, as always, we went immediately back to our war room, kind of like what you were sitting in. And there was only, you know, 10 of them. And they sat here. One, two, three, all of them sitting around at table. And they had daily an after action review. What did we do right, what did we do wrong? And Benjamin Franklin talked about this hundreds of years ago. Another thing they never taught us in school, how to get better, right? How to not repeat mistakes. And he had a journal and he said he would write out, he did it for one year or multiple years. Everything he'd done wrong that day, if he was lazy, he'd write down laziness as a weakness. And he said, slowly, your weaknesses go away. Arnold Schwarzenegger, when he was lifting weights, he would look in the mirror and go, my tricep, the third muscle in my tricep, my bicep head is off, and he'd focus just on that. And next thing you know, he's seven times Mr. Olympia. You can fix your problems with after action reviews. At the end of the day, every day, I talked about, remember how I showed you what to do at the beginning of the day? It's 1 to 3 hours. So notice, not all of that starts at the beginning of the day. At the end of the day, you should do a quick AAR on your same notepad. So this is the two things I like to do at the end of the day. Number 1, do an AAR. Just write it for yourself. Couple things you made a mistake. Brit, you should write out that you brought me one marker. And then you should write out the principal. That's a mistake of that you should write out Principle I forgot about was, you know, what's the downside of bringing four versus one? Mark, you should write out yesterday, why do I have a trackpad? Like, you should ask yourself that. And these, these deep questions, because most, there's a saying, anybody ever heard the saying that where there's smoke, there's fire? So when you see yourself doing something inefficiently, is it possible that that's just a small symptom of a bigger problem? And how you're thinking? Britt, this is, I promise you, I have, when I work with a lot of you, I'm not gonna go into on camera. Trust me, if this was the only problem, I wouldn't bring it up. This was an aberration, this is not an aberration. The school system did not teach you how to think correctly. We are born with animal brains, just so you know. If you're a Christian, you believe that. If you're an atheist, you believe that. All people in the world agree on one thing. The base human nature is basically like my two German shepherds. They only care about now. They're not good at planning for the future. They definitely don't know how to make money. They don't know how to, they just do their animal stuff. When there's food, they want food. Ondo's a boy. When it's mating season, he wants to mate. There's no self-control. There's nothing. Humans, you have to train yourself to evolve more into a more sophisticated person. And so when I say, Mark, you know, when I say, how come no one in the market team has copied this? This is only a minor microcosm of a big problem here. You're, and the big problem is, and what the AAR would help correct is you have improper or you have brain bad habits. Who here wishes this? Just, I want to imagine an alternate world for a second. So let's say you're 18 years old. The last 18 years of your life up to that point had been spent primarily in teaching you habit building and habit creation. So you're an absolute machine. You always wake up, you're like the rock. He said at five years old, his dad did a little mind trick on him. His dad would take him to the gym because his dad was a wrestler bodybuilder and his dad would work out And then the rock was five and go, dad, can I work out with you? And he'd be like, no, this is only for adults. So the rock, he was rewiring. So you think you you don't understand what was going on. The rock's dad was rewiring his brain, his neocortex, his amygdala, his memories, so that rock now says when he hears the sound of weights clinking, it releases happy memories. Scientists would call that dopamine. His dad turned the gym into the most, almost the most pleasurable thing in the world. And what does The Rock look like? What guy here wouldn't mind looking a teeny bit more like The Rock? Would you mind? The only difference between us and The Rock is somebody at a young age took the time to build brain habits, healthy ones. In fact, his dad made him maybe addicted to the gym not a bad addiction if you're going to have an addiction. You can have, you know, drug, sex, rock and roll, gambling. Might as well have lifting weights. Even Kenneth, the UFC fighter I was talking about, pro fighter, he loves it. You can, He's like, man, I. it releases all these, you know, endorphins and stuff like that. So what I want you guys to do in the AAR, the after action review, is take back what was never given you. You see, you know why I read more than the average person? I know why. It's not because I'm special or smarter. It's because when I was one, two, three, four years old, I was, my mom was a single mom, my dad was in prison, my grandma and grandpa raised me. And my grandma, at a little age, used to make fun of people who watched the TV. She would say they're stupid. And when you're one or two, I thought that was true. And my grandma used to say, this is what real people do. And not only say it, but do it. They were always reading. So at a young age, my brain was rewired, and still to this day, I buy 10 books a day on average and they're laying next to my bed. When I come in my room and I see 10 books, some people get overwhelmed and pain is released. Cortisol hormones, those are like stress ones. I'm like, yes, what is this? It's like a present every day. That's a brain habit every one of you should adopt. And the only way you're gonna do it is by critically thinking through what the hell's wrong? Why? I'm Mark, I'm a smart guy. I'm almost a CPA. What is wrong with my brain wiring that I would literally, because I tried to work on your computer for 15 minutes, I was done. So much pain chemicals were released from my brain that I'm like, I won't do that. You have to ask yourself, Britt. You're an adult. You know you're helping me. You know I'm not the easiest person to help. Why would you come back with one marker? When one wasn't working, why would you bring one more? That's like I ran out of gas. Can you bring me gas? And you bring an ounce of gas. Here you go, Ty. Maybe no, bring a whole damn can of gas. Is You've got to walk to the grass station. Why not walk back with the whole can? What's the Here's a handful of gas, Ty. Maybe that'll help you. But yeah, maybe it won't. So you have to ask yourself, what scam happened to each person in this room that at whatever age, well, how old are you, if you don't mind saying? 28? Do you mind saying, Mark, how old are you? 32. What scam happened to you at 32? Another adult has to tell you this that's not related to you. What scam happened in our society that I'm teaching people how to memorize things and planning and the average age person here is 30 years old? How, what kind of society you live in? Because the only thing that matters in life is your brain habits, what you do, your daily habits. You get, I have some parts of my life I don't, have, I don't love my habits. It's the part of my life I hate. I have some things that I like my habits. I there's all the good things in my life. Basically, every good or bad thing in your life will be determined by a habit. A R. If you don't take some time every day, even ten to fifteen minutes, to go through and say, honestly, in a non-sensitive, non-stubborn way, do not be a bitch of your own brain and go, "Well, well, Ty's being mean. I know I'm being mean." You know what I wish someone had done when I was younger? Been meaner to me. All the good things in my life came from mean people. I can't think of one. I can think of nice things that happened to me and I didn't form any good habits around it because people were too nice. Who here has ever had someone nicely tell you to get in shape? Who here deeply regrets that when you were at some point in your life, you didn't go to some summer boot camp where for three months, somebody instilled in you awesome powers and habits of physical health? Anybody here super happy that didn't happen, it's the greatest thing that ever happened? All of our summers were so efficient, right, for the last, for the last uh, 20, 30 years of your life. No, why didn't someone take three months and go, hell no, you're going to a hell camp. That's what I went to with Joel Salatin, trust me. I went from a city to a guy who's like, all right, we wake up at 4.30 in the morning. You will move eight tons of water and chicken for two hours. I will pay you $3 an hour. You will never go on a date for two years. I never went on a date for two years. Am I 20 years old? That's when most people go on a date, zero. You will live in a small 12 by 20 cabin that I built that has no toilet, so here's a bucket. That's what I had for two years. Here's a bucket. You can use your imagination. Um, It has no heating and no air condition, and the wind comes up through the bottom, but when the wind comes up, I remember waking up almost every morning in the winter and my water next to me was frozen solid, so I'd sleep in two sleeping bags, and I used to wear 15 T-shirts when I walked out in the morning, because it was cold. But you know what? That's when I changed. Some people are too afraid of that. If I could go back in life, I'm like, I wish I had 18 years of that. I'd be a machine. Two years wasn't enough time. It only broke a few of my bad mental habits. I promise you, there ain't a person in this room that's even approaching one-tenth of your potential, zero. Maybe Maya's at two-tenths, Ben's at 1.5. That's it, you guys could do, and I'm not talking about just making money. I'm talking about all the things you'll want out of life you could have. It's a modern world. Yesterday, there was a kid I drove by, uh, Saturday. He, do you see that on my Snapchat? He's 8, 18, he has a Lamborghini that he bought himself, and I, he said, I texted you a long time ago, and I looked through my texts, Texting me at 17, he bought his first Lambo. He makes three to $500,000 a year at 17. All the dreams here are financial and nobody knows how to take advantage of them. It's literally like this. This is the modern world. What have I told you is a million dollars right outside, right there under that concrete around my pool. But I won't give you one tool to get it. So you just get to know every day you wake up. All my financial problems are sitting there, but I don't have a tool. The tools, you need a jackhammer. You need a sledgehammer. You can't go through concrete with your hands. You can't bang your head against it. Some of you have good intentions. All of us do. We want to do good. We don't have the right tools. We don't know how to organize our day. We don't have the right laptops, the right methodical approach to things. We don't know how to memorize stuff. There's there's gold sitting right outside your, in your backyard, but you can't get to it until you do an AAR daily, and it'll take you about a year. Start chaining out your bad habits. I expect it you to get better. Mark, don't come in here with that next week. I'm just telling you, I'm warning you now. Because I also believe that we learn by osmosis, you guys affect me. And if you guys are dragging me down, that's not gonna be allowed. And people that are hyper-stubborn, I've made my case, it's logical, and you're getting paid to do it right. So there's no, it's not a, this isn't a conversation. We're not buddies. This is like, you work for me, so. You always can quit at any time or leave at any time. There's no slavery here. Leave if you want, it will be fine. We'll both be fine without each other. Neither one of us needs each other. AAR, if you wanna be able to hang around here, and I'm gonna be spot checking. I'm gonna be looking for people that do it right. By the way, my dream is to have zero employees. I have a truly horrific life experience with employees. Not in the sense like, I don't have bad experience with employees. Like getting sued or suing each other. It's not that. I don't enjoy it. I know this sounds like I'm lecturing you. My dream life business-wise is what I have with Alex Mayer. I go, you want to build MentorBox? Yes. Okay, you build it up in San Francisco. I'll market it once in a while down here. And it's, in the last year, it's probably worth 40 million bucks. So I own half of it. It's made me, if we sell it, I've made 20 million bucks and I've spent two hours in one year. I'd love to do that with one of you. As far as I see, there's 30, 40 people in this room that I could build a brand. I got 30 or 40 badass business ideas. I have, cannot think of one person that I could completely hand it off to like Alex Merritt. Nobody, nobody, maybe Maya. Maya, after 10 years, is slowly getting there. But the AAR will get some of you there. Some of you in this room will get there. But you won't do it without introspection. And if you're sensitive, proud, stupid, or addicted, addiction part is the hardest one. I have the most sympathy for that. If you're an alcoholic, that stuff's hard to change, okay? The rest of it, we can change. So the last thing you should do after AR for the day, Jim Rohn said, plan tomorrow today. Do a little plan for tomorrow, it's tentative. And this can be as short as five minutes plan tomorrow because, by the way, in this fast-moving world, by tomorrow, this plan may be obsolete. That's why I'm saying don't plan tomorrow for like three hours. Make sense? Okay, let's do three questions. There should be questions here. Like I said, I don't particularly love doing this. I don't. That's why you'll notice I don't do this that much. I realized I hate tutoring people. It's, It's kind of my nightmare. That's why I built the 67 Steps. I recorded it one time And it's been listened to for tens of millions, maybe hundreds of millions of minutes. I like that, it's very efficient. How often do I do these lectures? Once a year I've done it. This is my, that's all you need. Because everything else is already recorded. If you follow this thing precisely, one day you will thank me, most of you. And some of you may, you know, some people in life just don't get it. There ain't nothing you're gonna do. Will Durant said, woe to the person who tries to teach people faster than they can learn. Some of you ain't ready to learn this. I respect it. I'm a slow learner on some things. I look back and be like, that took me 10 years. But what I'm saying is I'm not going to have that attitude infect this group because we're not going to tear down the people ready to rock and roll with the people who don't get it. If you don't get it, I don't judge you. I don't think you're a bad person. It's not a moral thing. You should just go somewhere else. If you get it, you get it. You know what I'm saying? This is not, this is all irrefutable, by the way. It's very hard to refute anything. If anybody has a real cogent, logical refutation of what I said, uh, not that everything I said was perfect, but the general gist of it, trust me, this has been fact-checked by really smart people that I've spent my life around. So it's not just my opinion. Conscientiousness, Google it. There's about 200 empirical studies on what I showed you about methodical, Dr. David Buss sat here at my last seminar, if you guys were here, and said, conscientiousness, this is the most important thing, Ty. And we had a whole talk on it. If you know more than Dr. Buss about evolutionary psychology, if you're a top 10 most quoted, cited psychologist in the last 200 years of humanity, if you're a Harvard professor like he is, then you can refute him. Or if you have some other evidence. But trust me, perfectionism, what are the four? Everybody, pull up the mental story, the crazy one. There's a crude dildo playing the organ, and he gets perfume. And what does those four stand for? Diligence. There you go. You should, every once in a while, we all love our parents. She'll write a letter to your mom and dad and be like, you know what? I still love you, but I realize you didn't love me as much as you said. You didn't love because I'm 30. And somebody just taught me memory. If your parents loved you as, remember, you know, I'll be controversial because I always tend to be. Parents love you about 50%, your mom, because she got 50% of your DNA, and she loves herself more than she loves you. Never forget that. Even though they might die for you, that's still bullshit. They die for you because they got their DNA inside you, so you're kind of them. And you're younger, so they'll die for you because their DNA lives longer. That's all of us, we're all more selfish than we think. So don't ever make somebody into a saint, but you don't have to demean people either. You don't have to degrade your parents, but you can just see clearly. Plato in the greatest story of all time, philosophical, he said most of us humans are like people in a cave, but we're way in the back of the cave and the cave's dark and we got a fire going because we can't see that well. And shadows of us humans sitting around this cave fire are flashing on the wall. And we look at the wall and we go, oh, I I see what you look like, but really you're just seeing the reflection of Hannah. And And every once in a while, somebody walks to the edge where the light is of the cave, and they look out and they go, oh, that hurts too much, my eyes. And they go back to the back of the cave and they sit around and they go, this is reality, shadows on the wall, but it's not. You gotta come into the light of truth. And what I told you about your parents is the truth. And one of the things that was important, and I still love my mom, and I love my grandma, and I love my dad, and I, uh, my dad a little less, but my real dad wasn't even there in my life. I mean, I love him in a sense, but you can respect your elders and stuff like that. But you can also realize the light of truth is that if you don't take care of yourself, nobody cares about you. You're definitely not your spouse. You got no DNA of your spouse. Sometimes you have a joint kid to get. Your spouse or boyfriend or girlfriend loves you less than you think, I promise you. Now, it's not romantic. They will not make a movie about this. This is not the notebook. This is called Planet Earth. But there is one person that truly cares for your welfare and it is you, 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 you. You. That's why very few people commit suicide. It's all I do, but not as a percentage of Planet Earth because we love ourselves even when we're depressed. So what you could do, self-love that's effective is coming into the light, being honest with yourself. The day you wake up and go, I'm an alcoholic, is the day you start, stop being, I mean, you begin to not be an alcoholic anymore. People won't admit they're alcoholic, they're doomed. A lot of you need to realize, I'm not really that good at stuff. That's what I've learned, not really that good at stuff. And since I'm not relevant to your other parts of your life, but I am relevant to your money making, I want you to be good, at accomplishing things with business. Keep it simple, stupid. Start your day by sitting down with the ABCs. A, sit down and look at the big picture, scan your emails, your WhatsApp, 10, 15 minutes. What's B? Methodically start going through all the forms of communication. What's C? Write down a priority plan in order. One, two, and I try to write one to 10 things. Now, that's the beginning of the day. The end of the workday, what are the two things, A and B? Do an AAR. Figure out what you're doing wrong. Ask yourself, Ty, why are you being stupid? I can't tell you how many times I've asked myself. Don't mince words. If you're stupid, say it. It ain't a big deal. Sticks and stones will hurt, you know, what is it, sticks and stones can break your bones? Words won't hurt you. If you're stupid that day, be like, damn, I was dumb. It doesn't mean you're permanently dumb. It means you're honest. You came to the light of the cave and you go, I kind of suck at this. What's the second thing you do? Plan, do a short hypothesis of what you're going to do tomorrow. Just a little bit to prepare. And that's it. And how many hours a day should you do chores for? One to three. One to three. Chores is another word. Four chores is? Maintenance. Maintenance. Double check. Routine. What should the rest of your day be? Yes, okay. I want you guys to be better. Now, all right, now three questions because these question things seem to be good. Is that still going? Question number one. Also, it's going to concern me if no one has a question because I had lots of questions when Emil told me something. I'm like, how the hell did you get such a good shape? Not time to be silent. Ben. What's the most methodical way when you're doing your AAR to get better at what you did? Like, you go, damn, I was stupid. That's a very good question. So during your AAR, now I was never in the military, so I don't know. I can't speak to Did you do AARs in the military, Nathan? Yeah, we do. It. It's, there's not a specific way. It's just you identify mistakes you made. Yes. And then figure out how you can avoid that in the future. Remember, bringing things to the light is half the solution. The day Mark realizes, what the hell's wrong with me? With a bad tool, the day, you know, and it's not just Mark by the way. I just pick it on because you have a touchpad, which is extra, or you have a finger thing, not even a touchpad, you know, a, a index finger. I haven't seen that by the way. I don't even know people had those. Al Howell, 10 years ago, used to work with me and use one of those. 10 years ago is a computer day's mark, is a long time ago. You got to ask yourself, which and what are the four things? Okay, so let's just say, Ben. How do you use the AAR? Nathan says just bring it to the light is a big part. Yes. I'll tell you another thing. How do you learn anything? This is an important question. How do you learn anything? It's knowledge. What? It's knowledge yeah, and how do you get, what's the simplest Pablo Picasso way? Copy. Just copy. This is what Kobe Bryant told me. I posted this little short interview I did with him on my Instagram. I said, Kobe, did you have mentors? He said, yes, and he started naming them. Bob Iger, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, uh, Michael Jackson, he said, Phil Jackson, basketball coach, right? And he just kept going, and I was blown away. I said, why do you have mentors? And he said, because you have to learn from people who have created greatness before. So let's pick something you don't like about yourself when you bring it to the light, Ben. Let's just do a case study. Not following through, like not doing uh, the methodical. Do you think it's procrastinating, laziness, not liking daily routine? Probably procrastination, laziness. Okay, so Ben, we'll do a case study on just, you know, knowing what you should do. How about this? Willpower. Would you say that might be the issue? Willpower. This is a problem for all of us, by the way. Who here has never struggled with willpower? Never seen ice cream, knowing you shouldn't have eaten. Jimmy, seen pizza, pizza, and eating it anyway. Okay, willpower. So what's some simple thing, If we want, who could we copy that has more, has created greatness before in the willpower area? Arnold Schwarzenegger. Arnold, okay. Who else? I just posted a picture of a book on my Twitter by a guy who has a whole podcast on that. Jocko, you know this Jocko Navy SEAL guy? I don't know how to pronounce his last name, Willink or something like that. He created an extreme kind of ownership thing. Have you read his book? Are you listening to his audio book on your drive to work? Turn it on. You have to le- learn from people who have more willpower. What about also Vermont? talk about as a great person that you were more successful? So you can reward yourself. You can do some simple brain tricks on yourself. Like Herman used to have Tic Tacs by his, and every time he would do his taxes right, he would eat a Tic Tac. And I was like, what the hell are you doing? Every time he'd enter a page, he goes, because he's a neuro, uh, micro, uh, what is his technical? Molecular neuroscientist. And he said, you know, your brain, you, you got to rewire it with reward. So you need to bring some more reward to it. But yeah, read. there's people who specialize. I have a great experience, by the way, with buying textbooks. I, I, as much as I don't love college all the time, a lot of the materials at colleges are really solid. I'm, I've read three fascinating books on, on um, different psychology things. I read that human sexuality thing. World's worst pickup line, according to scientists, is, is that your real hair. I thought that was a, It fails. What's crazy is it failed like 87, 87% of the time, which means 13% of the time women respond to, is that your real hair? And the best one the, was, do you want to dance? The best one was, do you want to dance and high? High works much better. That actually like, stuff off? Nobody's so, saying he doesn't have the willpower to even do the thing. Yes. Or, now, let me give you one last one. one ben, two, one last thing.